All right, uh, this is DJ Beowulf with WKNC. We are hanging out in Neptunes, which is the bottom floor of the King's venue. Um, I've got Mannequin Pussy sitting with me doing a redo interview from one that I conducted a little over a year ago um, that had some extreme audio issues. So thank you all for being here and for doing this again. Um, we're gonna get right to the point and go right through these. Um, but the very first thing to start things off, it would be if anyone had never heard you before, give a quick and dirty rundown of who you are and what you would like an audience member to know? Ugh. I know that's the worst <laughs> yeah. question. It's a good um, question. It's just. It's also really know. hard to summarize. Y'all have been playing for like what? Almost a decade now? Yeah. Yeah. Summarize like a decade of musicianship and like traveling into one question. Better uh, now than we were then. Yes. <laughs> Getting better all the time. Also true. Something for everyone. That was, would be what I would stress the most to a new fan. It's probably something that you're going to like. Yeah. Do you have a song request? If someone were checking you out for the first time, what would you tell them to listen to? Uh, it depends what they're into. <laughs> well, then what's your favorite? My Obviously, favorite of our, my favorite of our songs? Yeah. Oh, that's like choosing my children. Yeah, I, I, I can't possibly pick one. <laughs> Well, then we'll skip that one. Um, so recently, y'all put out an album. It's been uh, almost six months now, so I can't say super recently, but it's been called Patience, uh, getting incredible uh, critical acclaim, and it's off of Epitaph. Previously, you were not on uh, that record label. What are some changes that you've seen um, being on the biggest independent punk label probably in the world? Infinite love and support. <laughs> Pass this around to Cam. Yeah, I mean, that having actual support is very nice. Uh, and I don't know, they've, they've been lovely to us. They're very supportive. We were in L.A. not that long ago and just hit them up because we were close to the office. They're like, yeah, come on by. You can hang out. It was very, very cool of them. Yeah, they showed us their, like, zen rock garden and got to, like, <laughs> smoke weed and cool. hang out and listen to Brett's insane speaker system that he just set up all of this was in the zen rock garden uh, no yeah. no the, <laughs> i'd the, like to the, imagine the that, monitor though. system or the speaker system was in was in the office but uh, that sounds really relaxing and very california rock garden. yeah they do yeah. have a zen rock garden um but regardless of epitaph being super kind to you what's the kind of audience perception that you've seen for patience oh, oh my god <laughs> it's been it's been really great um I mean, more so than romantic yeah, yes. Yes. Definitely. definitely. Um, it's just amplified, I guess, from because we definitely it was strong reception to the last one, but this is like times a thousand. Uh, it's been very exciting. I'm glad that people like us. I'm so sorry you're pulling that away. No, this is going to be uh, a difficult process of knowing who to mic and when because I truly wish I had more than one. Um, <laughs> A cool thing that y'all have been doing on the patients' various tour cycles is you've been able to create your own tour lineups and no longer be uh, a quote from Marissa's previous interview was a proverbial bride. You're now the headliner. Bridesmaid. Bridesmaid, I apologize. <laughs> I didn't do my research well enough, I guess. Um, what's that been like? Uh, what matters to you when building a tour package? Why did you select the people that you did? And what's your experience been um, designing and playing through your own tour cycles? The Patience Tour was definitely, or like the first one uh, over the summer, was the first time we got to go about selecting bands. And I don't think any of us realized just how difficult it is to get a group of bands who have the same avail availability at the same time. Mm -hmm. 
Um, Extremely frustrating. It was so difficult. I don't think any of us anticipated how hard it would be. Because, like, just because you like a band and they like you and you all want to tour together doesn't mean that they're available for, like, the weeks that you need them to be available. But it ended up working out great because we were fans of Empath and T-Rex to see. And they were beautiful, perfect, talented uh, bandmates for the first half. And then... Um, Destroy Boys and Ellis were a little bit more like, uh, I guess I would say like industry picks in that I would say like Destroy Boys manager like <laughs> relentlessly emailed me being like, Sick, that's how you do it. Please check out this band. Like they're huge fans of yours. Like they would love to tour with you. And finally we're like, okay, like we'll t- let's check them out. And then we checked them out and we love them. And we're like, okay, cool. Come on. And I think our booking agent really liked Ellis, and then we all listened to the Ellis record, and we're like, oh, this is beautiful. And, you know, we're definitely looking not to bring a band that sounds exactly like us on tour. You know, we That's definitely true for Kississippi. Uh, Sunset Blush and Patience are radically different albums. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think it's that interesting for an audience to see the same band be performed three mm-hmm. different ways every night. Yeah. You know, I think it's an opportunity to showcase different artists who are doing different things. And you can still kind of fit into the same world even if you're not following the same sonic roadmap. Um, but in Europe, you didn't bring anyone else with you. Uh, what was it like? Well, did you get to pick uh, artists for like every show in Europe? Or did you just kind of like no. find out when you were there? Yeah. So... Europe is very different for us because obviously we're... And it was your second European tour, right? It was our second European tour, but um, you don't really get to make those kind of choices early on. Um, We're still technically a very new band in Europe, so we're still, like, essentially, I think, just building... I guess a fan base, I would say. Do you have a solid fan base in like any specific city? As it turned out, yes. And and actually, in a lot of places, a lot of like there were some really shockers. Like uh, in Prague, I think Prague sold out, and um, and London was like uh, they lost their minds. Um, So like, yeah, Europe definitely like the second time around is like way better than our first time because there was definitely like some. humbling moments on our first European tour where we, like, uh, I'll just tell this quick story. We played this place, Aarhus, and um, we played this room that's meant for like 300 people and eight people showed up. (laughs) But uh, we played as hard as we could and we're like, you know what? All eight people showed up. All eight people bought merchandise. All eight people were very happy. So we're like, cool. That's a hole in one all across the board. It it does feel like, darn. (laughs) Where was that? Uh, Denmark. Aarhus, Denmark. Denmark. Yeah. Okay, I thought Aarhus was like the venue. Oh no, no. Um, but then we played there again on this tour, the exact same venue. And uh, there was this moment where we got there, we loaded in, they gave us the same meals and everything. We we're like, wow, this feels just like the last time. And I was like, man, is it gonna be just like eight people again? And um, we went downstairs just before we we're about to play, and I was like, crap, there's only like. 10 people. Here. That's more. And That's I, more, yeah, though. Two more. I freaked out. I was like, man, it's going to be the same thing. But then I saw that there was a line outside of like 40 more people. And oh, I was like, yeah. oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, this is cool. <laughs> so it's like, I'll say it's like beautiful to have these moments of like going to Europe and we're like starting to get like just people who've never heard us before. And there's, there's like, whoa. Any uh, shout-outs for any particularly cool European bands that you found on the road? Cocaine Piss. Yeah. Cocaine Piss? Cocaine Piss from uh, Liege, Belgium. 
definitely. Liege, 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 Belgium. Let me be correct. I will make a note of that. We'll definitely check them out. Yeah, they are. They are sick. <laughs> okay, I promise to look into that. Um, my next question would be: uh, I remember uh, on the Mannequin Pussy Twitter account, Marissa had made a comment saying that she wanted people to uh, sing the backing vocals for songs like Drunk Two and things. Has that happened? No, everyone's taking the lead. <laughs> I. Course. expected that because i also saw an instagram story uh in which you were like i'm i'm making thanasi and bear do the the backing vocals for emotional high that did not that did not work out so you're not gonna do it he chickened out i tried and that's in defense i've never tried in defense this entirety of most of the times i've never had to sing i'm mostly screaming so i wasn't mm-hmm. prepared to sing uh-huh. so at the moment uh-huh. that it was like can you sing? I was like, ah, my voice sounds like this. Like, I don't even sound like this. This is not my natural voice right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is rasp. I'm it's sick. Not, I'm but, doing it every night. Come on. I know, but like, you know, <laughs> I just, all right, you know what? Time. Oh, both mics. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I, I know like the key. 30 keys. seconds. You tried this. It was like, it's not going to work. You got to try it again. All you got to do is call. It's true. <laughs> the, Nazi, <laughs> the Nazi tried it and then hasn't tried it again since. That, that yeah. was only like two nights ago. If I had sufficient time to practice then I would happily do it. I feel like every night is enough. No, I'm going to do it tonight and I'm going to do it tomorrow night and if it sounds And bad, you're going to do great. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to do great no matter what because the fans are really stoked to see this um, and I'd be surprised if people are like going to listen that critically and be like mm. I like the show, but then when that dude was up there, But when that <laughs> one dude tried to sing, that's where I got lost. Yeah, for um, 10 seconds of the song. <laughs> <laughs> and that ruins it. That ruins it the whole time. Uh, but that would actually super suck. Um, but regarding songs that you're playing on tour, um, my question is uh, more about the negative space of what you're doing. Regarding uh, what are songs in the past that, or currently, that you're not playing? Do you have any songs that you have never played other than on album releases you will never play you're just not interested in them beside yourself we've never played beside yourself i specifically requested that on twitter one time that's not true we we played it many times live but never (laughs) with the vocals that doesn't count i don't think that counts because we played it live before we had ever even recorded it we played it live after the album came out no we played it well no no we haven't played it we haven't played beside yourself after the album came out we were playing it like we played on the turnover tour and we played it on no, we didn't. The, yes, yeah, we, did. we totally played on the turnover tour and the other tours. We just haven't played it since. Dude, I can, I can show like you some videos. I'll get yeah. you some YouTubes. <laughs> but, <laughs> but there's just some songs that I would feel like, I feel like we always workshop everything before mm-hmm. we even record them. So, like, there's, every song is somewhere. Mm-hmm. But there's some songs we may not revisit. And But then again, and you never know if we, I don't know. We just pulled out a song that we haven't played in a while and just added it to the set last night. Like, we just never know when it's going to happen. Do you want to give us a, a hint? Oh, people just ask for Piss Drinker all the time. Oh, yeah. all the time? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Pretty pretty frequently. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they fans. Work it back in. <laughs> I do think it's cool that you're still playing stuff from um, GP. Um, totally the title is escaping me, but you played a, a song off of uh, GP back in Asheville um, that was super hard, and I can't remember, and it's totally escaping me. Probably the um, Clue Juice were Clue Juice was the one. That was Clue the one. Juice. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's still it's like a... Standby. It was the one that just escaped me, and as yeah. soon as you said it, that's the one. Um, going back to the tour cycle, this is something that I brought up to you behind the scenes um, but tour is incredibly draining, going to different cities is ridiculously hard. How do you maintain your health both physically and mentally while on the road? 
we were going to ask you the same question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't leave. How do you do that? I don't leave. Does one do that? I don't think you figured it out, but I mean, really, like, sleep is the only thing mm-hmm. that you have. Sleep I'm sure that's gotten only. easier now that y'all, like, make money off of this. Mm. Well, we stayed at Thanasi's mom's house the other night, and it was, like, a nightmare because he has three bulldogs. That's sick. And they're, they're so wait, like English but, bulldogs. Yes. Oh, the dense ones. They're oh. so cute, but they are nightmares. And they just like are they yappy? Barked the whole night. Yuck. And they snored just wanted to the hang whole out night. They want to hang out with the older people. Can I get their names just out of curiosity? Oh yeah. Well, it's Miss Money Penny. She's the the mom, and then her two daughters, Pippa and Sula. Thank you for that. That makes me really happy to think about. And they're very beautiful, but when you're they are beautiful. When you need to sleep, it's like you know. I imagine it's like having a kid. You're like, I love this kid, but it's three a.m. I need to get some sleep. You got three kids now. Um, It is easier though. It's been a lot easier to like be comfortable on tour, and we can afford to get hotel rooms and and nice things like that, and like take care of ourselves. We're not like. like slum in it really as much anymore mm-hmm. but it is really nice to stay with like family when we have family yeah. to stay with um and not to call you out or anything but it seems as though you consistently get sick how do you persevere <laughs> over to uh, over tour i get sick a lot i got sick at the end of the first patient's tour Thanasi got sick in europe but bear got a little sick in europe kayleen and i did not oh, kayleen's kayleen a trooper got sick on the never mind tour. Did I? Yeah, because you got me sick. I remember. Oh yeah. Yeah, you. Got... That was like a tour bug. It was all yeah. going around. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I don't yeah. think I was the patient tour bug zero. is notorious. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I was patient zero of the tour bug. Um, it's just really hard. I think, you know, you're like constantly moving. It's a lot of energy that you're expelling every night, and I, I wish I just like had a stronger immune system or something. I think it it's just be like, like that. Something in my body. It's I've, those gummy vitamins. A sick person like, oh, just, sick like, puppy sick a lot and yeah. it's just always been that way so well on a lighter note specifically towards you another thing that you consistently do on tour is have uh, an amazing closet with you at all times Thank you. you're very welcome um one of the the first times that i started taking notice of it was when you wore that uh matching um patchwork yellow and white pant and like crop top outfit which was awesome and you rocked that for several dates on the patient's tour Mm -hmm. um how do you choose what clothes to bring with you where do you get them from um and how do you maintain an interesting wardrobe on a tour which is as we've established really difficult already well i come from a ballet background so kind of like my interest in just that the simple act of like changing from your street clothes into yeah. something that you're going to wear on stage to perform really yeah. comes from that of like the idea that your clothes are part of this like extension of your performance and so i see it's definitely a feast for the uh, of the senses and you oh, have to yeah. have a visual aspect as well it's just so much more fun mm-hmm. i think than for me personally just like wearing what i was wearing in the van yeah and it's like kind of part of that like mental transformation like it helps to kind of like wake me up and realize like okay it's time to perform now and then let's do this but when it comes to choosing those things i'm lucky because in philly there's so many talented designers and creative friends i have like that patchwork album um outfit was like hand painted by the sister duo the Bertner sisters Anne and Emily um Emily sewed the patchwork top and then Anne painted the pants um but usually it's like I'll come someone with an idea I'm like oh I saw you were making this I really like what you're making I kind of want something like something custom yeah. yeah so I've 
reached out to a few people about custom pieces. Uh, another line I really like is Pierce for Humans, who's also a Philly line. Our friend Allie Pierce runs that. Um, recently, I'm very into Discount Universe. They have insane, like, sequined, nice. beautiful, like, just wild. Is that where you clothing. got the sequin jacket from the Drunk 2 music video? No, that's actually just from ASOS. That's something Allie Pierce found for me. Okay, cool. Um, but that is... Uh, I mean, ASOS can be reliable. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah I like Zara for suits and... Uh, you did wear that red pantsuit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a Zara suit. Mm-hmm. That was a, a fun, fun one. Discount Universe is expensive. I just got a pair of, uh, like, their Black Friday sale. I was cool. bad. As a bad capitalist. You gotta do it. Or sometimes. I was a bad socialist, I guess. I, I <laughs> on Black Friday, I got myself a pair of like zebra print. Pants. I mean, it's not like you got it off of like Amazon or something. Yeah. So I'm buying from like local small designers. Yeah, stuff. your your morality points were not that dented. Okay. Thank You're you. okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, but as you mentioned, Philly, uh, another question that could apply to anyone in the band is I'm well aware that several of you are in side projects. Um, I know that I spoke to Marissa about potentially releasing, um, or like you said, that you may be releasing music under your side project. I'm not going to name drop anything because I don't know if you're comfortable talking about it yet. Um, <laughs> but how do y'all maintain other musical endeavors when so much of your time is devoted to this one it's really hard right now i'd say i know the bear is in like three or four uh i uh, as per his instagram bio um <clears throat> yeah but they're definitely right now all on the back burner uh, of course <laughs> because uh, we're going through some very heavy stuff but like um and i apologize if i like hit a nerve oh no no oh, no, no i don't think you mean heavy no, stuff like emotionally no no I mean, okay. heavy, like um i would say that it's um right now we're just very focused on this and uh i don't know i feel like everything deserves its own time and its own energy and like come the time that we're not doing this we're gonna definitely focus harder on other stuff because i feel like it also helps us as artists to have different creative outlets beyond ourselves because Sometimes a song that I write is not necessarily a mannequin pussy song. Absolutely. Sometimes a song I write is not necessarily even a song that I can write for my other bands. Mm-hmm. And but I think it's important to just constantly flex that muscle of uh, your creativity to try and create different things and have different outlets, work with different dynamics and different people. And um, it reminds me of an interview that Marissa did talking about genius coming and going and you need to like seize the moment or someone else will do it essentially. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely paraphrasing, of course. I I feel like it's just important to try and like just work out as much as you can when you can. And like, to be honest, like when this is when we're taking a break from this, we're probably going to start writing new material and then at the same time I'm gonna be writing new material for other stuff I've been writing new material of course, for other yeah. things just cause I wanna keep the writing bug moving you know what I mean mm-hmm. so like a shark you can't stop swimming yeah. or you'll die yeah absolutely yeah I think if your like entire artistic identity is wrapped up in one thing it kind of like leads you on this perilous edge of like what if that thing were to not exist anymore yeah yeah yeah. and then your your artistic identity falls off or falls apart when when it does so i think you know what's really beautiful about manic and pussy is the way that like we all kind of like artistically communicate with each other and the way that we're able to write with each other but as to like what bear is saying it's really important to just like kind of as much as you can be constantly creating right and 
knowing like when certain things are for like what project. Yeah, and I think yeah. it makes us all like better, more interesting writers that like we're able to like write for a diverse uh, array of like projects and stuff. Like I'm getting more into the the fun like electronic world, like learning Ableton. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the other thing I bought on Black Friday was some plugins. Nice. So I've got you didn't like, uh, new, rip them off the toys. internet. No, I do. Have, I have a couple cracked things, but they just like don't work. And if I can afford them, I'm gonna buy them. So that makes too. sense. So, yeah. So it's been really fun, just like learning to flex this new muscle, and um, it's it because I'm such a baby at it. Like it blows my mind what you can do in Ableton. Absolutely. Just, like sit there, zone out, and then like six hours later, you have just like all these these tracks, and you have this like fully flesh idea. And I think it's helping me better demo for, like, the next Mannequin Pussy stuff, too. Which kind of leads into my uh, next topic. You've teased some other Mannequin Pussy music coming out rather soon. Uh, even even <coughs> though you just released Patience literally less than six months ago. Um, was that what you were recording when you were in Berlin? No, that was for my other project. Very cool. Yeah. My, uh, my... Semi-unnamed. One partner. Yeah, it's like semi-unnamed. We've been changing the name a bunch. I think it's going to be MMZ. Or eraser. Mm. Uh, but I hope uh, that's what people say when they hear the music, just like mmms. My uh, my one of my other partners in that got um, a job working for Ableton, so now he lives Sick. in Berlin. So after our tour, I went out there and we just spent like a couple days in the studio working on stuff. Do you have an anticipated uh, season of 2020 though, uh, when we'll get new Mannequin Pussy or other side projects? I hope new Mannequin Pussy stuff by like late spring, early summer. Nice. We just demoed a song that one we year turnaround. In um, when was it? A month ago. Yeah, like a month ago, we just started demoing some new stuff. So. Yeah, I think we're going to be, like, in a good position to maybe just, like, put out a little EP or some some singles. Like, at this point, we've been through the process of waiting years to yeah. put things out. And I think we're all tired of doing that. So to be able to not care about, like, okay, well, we wrote, we wrote one song. Now we have to wait until, like, we can all get it together to write nine more. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a little bit more freeing that we can just, like, write things and release them and... Epitaph is, is, we talked to them about that, and they're like, yeah, if you guys just like want to release singles throughout next year, we're totally fine with that. You did say in an interview one time that Epitaph has said that they won't change your band, that you have like free range to a degree, which is... Totally true. That's insane. <laughs> like, artists everywhere are begging for something like that, which is crazy. Yeah, we're very fortunate to have them on our side. They've been nothing but supportive. And again, yeah, they encourage us. We're like, whatever you guys want to do, you should do it. Like, if you want to put out new music, totally. Like, we don't care. It's not yeah. gonna fuck with our schedule or anything. We just want you guys to be happy and you guys to do what you want to do. So it's, it's very cool to have that. Well, I'm going to wrap things up because it seems like we are in a little bit of a... Well, we're in a bar, so customers are showing up. <laughs> um, uh, any final questions, comments, or concerns that you'd like to address uh, while the mic is hot? Otherwise, thank you so much. I just wanted to elaborate more on the on the, what's dope about Epitaph. <laughs> is that like... Um, Epitaph sponsor like, KNC. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just like... I don't know, like, uh, we were, like, recording some newer stuff, and, mm-hmm. like, this is, like, a moment that really, like, rings a lot to me, because, like, Brett uh, was there, and he was, like, listening. Brett Gerwitz. Brett Gerwitz, owner of Epitaph, historian, great punk scholar. legend of, yeah, scholar <laughs> legend of punk rock. And he's and in Bad Religion. Bad religion? Yeah. Yep. 
Um, and he, he complimented like, y'all's band name. He like showed up <laughs> in the middle of us recording, like very dad-like, and we're just like, oh no. But he was like, listen to us, and there's a moment where we're like, what do you think about this song? Like, what do you think we should do, or something like that? And what was so beautiful to his talent is that he gives us an idea, but he's also just like, but I could be absolutely wrong. Like, you guys <laughs> should just totally, like, do what feels natural to you guys. And that's, like, such a beautiful thing where he doesn't want, he, he'll definitely give us what we need if we ask for it. But also really, truly trust us in what we can do and our abilities. And that's like a beautiful thing to have. You know? yeah. yeah. I think sometimes it's difficult, especially in the punk community, to be seen as artists. Absolutely. As opposed to just uh, a, a bunch re- of assholes with or rebellion. This is a radio thing. <laughs> you actually can say that. Oh, really? You can say ass, not asshole, but I'll bleep out the oh, hole. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow, interesting. Do it in post. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. Audition, You're just seen though. as like being a bunch There's of like. There's only that one, like, or two edits now that the word has been said twice. <laughs> so mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's kind of uh, the new age of of punk is to like carve out that space for yourself, and I think that's something that we've been trying to do over the past couple of years is to punk is like, now on the forefront of like mainstream music to a degree. It's infiltrating all other genres that are like hip. Slowly. <laughs> Not even slowly. You see, like, the rise of, like, trap hop, like, coming up, and it's heavily punk-influenced. And it's definitely not, like, the same, like, 90s beatdown stuff that was coming out. But, like, punk is there. Um, And it's not going anywhere. I just didn't want to rhyme, so obviously. It's not going anywhere. I don't know if y'all heard the... um, uh, the donor announcement that we had running on WKNC, we couldn't use like um, qualitative language, so I couldn't say like this show is sure to rock or something like that. I said with Mannequin Pussy and Kississippi on the lineup, the punk uh, the punk rock won't stop or something like that. <laughs> and it's like the corniest, cutest little like ad that we have running at the moment. I'm Thank you. Yeah, we're excited to be artists in the new age. It's kind of weird, too, because, like, as the world seems like it's ending, it's like, is this the last? Like, are we going to be, like, one of the last punk bands? <laughs> you know? Is that That's something that, like, my, something like, to think of, yeah. my, like, creepy mind goes to sometimes when I'm, like, just sitting in the back of the band. I'm like, well, if the Much world's to think burning about. and, like, the oceans are rising and, like, all these things are happening and there could be, like, a mass human extinction. Like, are we in the last age of, like punk artists we're music period yeah it's like i I don't know that probably not obviously probably not but when you think about that there's like an immediacy to Mm -hmm. everything you're doing that i kind of like very contrarian to the uh patience mo yeah it's kind of like like time is of the essence now absolutely Mm -hmm. um i hate to end on such a uh imperative note um, but I'm actually out of questions for y'all and I feel as though the audience wouldn't want to hear me just ask like fan little like what do you do in your daily basis type questions you don't want to hear the answer like, yeah. <laughs> uh, well thank you all so much for talking to me um, this is something that I should have done ahead of time if you're comfortable passing the mic around and just identifying whose voice is what should have done that earlier Good idea. thank you so much this is Marissa this is Kayleen uh, this is Thanasi This is Bear. And this has been WKNC 88.1.